back in, in the beginning of this year or something, I was out on this little hill with an elder and he was like um, doing like a welcome to country, like sort of like saying, okay, this is the land of, of, of the Nunawal people who've been here for like thousands of years, etc." But then he sort of said, he also like sort of cast away like sort of evil spirits that could be holding on to people, you know? And um, almost like felt like something removed from me anyway, which is kind of, I don't believe in that because it's like level of spirituality, but that aside, he said that like that like country looks after people like that are not even First Nations. So it's like that everyone who's like travels passes through here or is here for temporary, like that the land actually cares for you. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize that. Like, why? Why would they look off some random Belgian dude who left moves here like all these years ago? And I was like, that for me was such a beautiful kind of thing to realize. Not that that shapes everything that I that is in that book, but that was quite a big thing for me. And like I mentioned before, like that um, the when I was painting about that house kind of structure, you know, and like so. When that guy was saying these things, we were on top of this hill nearby, and all the hills in, in Canberra where I live have this kind of structure on it to um, to demark like these peaks. And the structure of the hill was like this. It's actually like the shape of a house. So I was like in this spot having this kind of epiphany, and I was like, holy shit, I'm actually in this shape of a house, but there's no walls in it. So it was really strange, this kind of coinciding of like, thematically the hard back to stuff that I was like painting like 20 years ago and it's like um that sort of I belong here in a way there's like this I still haven't quite worked it out but it was just like and now like looking back the book sort of has like 10 years of my life here like all this time I didn't really know but like the landscape was actually like looking after me and my family Joining us all the way from Australia, so I just want to say welcome to the show. Uh, my pleasure, my pleasure. Well, uh, for those that don't know you, um, uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience. You're a, a wonderful photographer, and uh, yeah. uh, just kind of uh, give us a little bit about you. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just a dude living in Australia. I'm originally from Belgium. Um, yeah, I like to, it's always like. Do I go into, do I break out into my whole life story at this point or not? But like, in a <laughs> nutshell, I um, I sort of like grew up sort of quite rurally in Belgium, always was not interested in sports, like loved the art. So I started like studied painting and printmaking at in Ghent, the Ghent Academy. Then I met my wife, who was Australian in Antwerp. Moved to Australia in 2008. Wanted to sort of share my life living here, like with people that I've sort of left behind. So I started like taking little photos just for, um, just for the shake of like illustrating my little anecdotes of like, oh, I'm living on the other side of the world. And my blog was like literally called The Other Side. It was like pre Tumblr and pre any kind of blogging platforms. Um, and that sort of gradually since that sort of decade and a half these images 
which were initially quite sort of um, illustrative, really became like more autonomous and like became more important than just merely showing like, oh, look at this dude who moved away from home. <laughs> like, yeah. So, and that's what I've been sort of doing since since forever, really. Like, but I mean, thematically, also, I feel like I still do exactly the same. Like, since I was like maybe like. 12 years old and like drawing stuff like I'm like thematically working with the same kind of things in a way so I always try to be very um in line with things that have like instinctually I've been drawn to if that makes sense of course it's uh yeah, yeah. so you've always been into kind of arts and you did painting and uh, yeah. printmaking when did you get into photography yeah, well, the, the photography, I mean, I've, I've picked up a camera like before um, I moved yeah. to Australia, uh, but it's but it sort of um, cemented itself much more into my practice when I sort of moved here, like as because it was like an easy way to, um, to just like take a photo of my little, my little Lumix and uh, save to web, throw it on the blog. I'm like, hey, there you go. Like, there's a f- bloody parrot in a tree you know like or something exotic you know like it's like a colonial kind of thing almost like it's oh look at this this my this my new life it's all different like different nature different birds i'm like um but it was never like an ambitious thing like initially it just like sort of grew to to being something like quite quite substantial to how i navigate to reality here um yeah but to me, it's the same thing. I mean, it doesn't really, it doesn't really, it's not really, I don't really have find there's like a clear demarcation between like, oh, this is like how I paint or how I draw or like, I mean, it, to me, it's still in the same realm. It's just like making stuff. I'm not just thinking about things in uh, through images. So it's not making it's stuff not, because I'm thinking about yeah. things. Yeah. No, I, you know, yeah, I know it's I, true though. You know, I'm like, I'm a master of eloquence, I have to say. No, no, no. As far as uh, I tell people all the time, uh, you know, because I love analog photography. um, That's um, uh, part of the reason I like analog photography is because you're making a thing, you know, and uh, it's something about digital sometimes just feels uh, artificial. It's not like you're making anything. Mm -hmm. And so like to me, uh, that, that, that aspect of making a thing and and thinking yeah. about stuff is is uh yeah. it, you said it's not eloquent but i would say it was i think it was yeah. exactly not an, i think that's the yeah. exact way to say that so go oh, i'll take it <laughs> so so let me ask you this uh you you started with uh were you always doing analog photography is that, is that a important part of your process oh i'm not even like it's something that i do when i'm not like particularly like oh analog photography Push the fuck out. This is what it's about. Like I think it's great. It's just it's just a way of doing stuff. But I mean if I had like yeah. fifty thousand dollars to burn and I could buy like super high end digital gear and like maybe I'd be doing that, you know. It's just like it's not there's no you could they'll still they make horrible work with analog photography, you know, like yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, see it all the can. time. It's like, oh look, I've got some I've got some expired film. I've took some horrible yeah. photos, like on with my dad's Leica. It's just like, yeah, it's horrible. It's horrendous. Yeah. And please don't show it to me. 
you know it's just like there's this no guarantee <laughs> like there's a sort of new there's this like renaissance of like of like oh no because everyone like losing their mind about like oh like, ai and we have to pick up analog cameras and it's going to be so much better yeah. as like as just any 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 anything that's like would would not be allowed shouldn't be allowed to be <laughs> turned any digitized or published online i mean it's what people just like rejoice in the fact purely because it's because they have grown up completely in a digital age that it's like the novelty of that it's like outweighs the content and it's just like oh it's about the fact that it, it's an analog thing but it's it's shit like i mean i don't care like i don't i mean i i, I do like i understand there's lots of kind of film purist people out there it's like oh it's film it's like i don't give i don't really don't care like it's like this is what i'm doing currently and i like to do print stuff in a dark room but it's like i'm just aware that this now there's just no guarantee for anything like an outcome that is good because it's because it is analog you know what i mean yeah, um, 100. I think it's a great it's, tool. Uh, it's a great tool in in learning. It's a great tool in learning if you want to teach people about photography. Like, oh, let's go back to how people have been doing it for like a, over a hundred years. Like, it's great, but you know, it's just like that's the whole discussion. Always like, what's the camera using? What what you know? It's just like I I, I don't mind talking about gear, and I, I I enjoy using really nice cameras. You know, it's like I love it, and I think it's this this sort of common denominator between photography you can talk to like i could talk to any photographer and it's like oh you use also use a device like let, let's talk about your device you know it's like this, this could be like a wedding photographer or it could be some guy who shoot obscure foreign movies or something it's like what kind of lens do you use like how's the how's the bokeh you know and so we could have nothing to do with like thematically or conceptually with Good with word, but it's like oh you also you're also using a device with the with the, with the lens and it's like oh let's yeah, you know, I mean, but but it, it's, yeah, but it's not. It's really not what it's about. I mean, but it, but it's but if people like it's like sort of it makes people feel comfortable. It's just like ah, oh, because I get so many questions like, well, what kind of what are you using flash? Are you what kind of camera are you using? It's like, but people like think like if they buy the same camera and buy the same flash, maybe they could go make my photos. It's just, or make someone else's yeah. photos because they what 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 kind of paper? What what is you know, it's just like, I mean, I, I, I say this like, pretty much like once a week, I will use this analogy to someone. It's like, it's like going to a restaurant. It's like, it's like nothing amazing. Like food is like, oh, this this cook must be using this amazing furnace. Like it's to produce this food. It must be like, must be like an aga or something, some something with like charcoal sourced from some valley in Norway or something like, you know, like stoke in, in the Balkan or something produce the succulent meal you know it's just like it has nothing to do with that really like if in that yeah. that's nothing to do with that. but i mean that said i, I like I'll, I'll, contra- I'll contradict myself many times in the students conversation but it's like there is something else of the there's definitely something of the camera that will dictate um some kind of outcome and that's that contradicts what i said like i mean there's definitely some cameras that will have that will contribute something to to what you're trying to do you know but it still will happen. You know, I, and this yeah. is kind of where I, uh, my original question was kind of pointing to yeah, is I, right. I have, yeah. I've been talking to lots of different uh, photographers and some shoot four by five large format cameras and yeah. that dictates a lot of their process. It slows them yeah. down and that, they shoot only a few. And so each one actually is, is yeah. very thought out and, 
And so it actually leads to the way they create and also to the way they're kind of interacted with the space. And so sometimes that means something to the story, you know, that, that care. I, like, I, that, I find it interesting yeah. that you say that. I find it interesting you say that about like slowing down at the 4.5 because like for me, the more, the bigger the format, the more I treat it like a disposable camera. What? Like, <laughs> if, like, if, I, if I'm shooting 4.5, I'm just going to like, do you shoot it from the hip? Uh, is <laughs> yeah, like I shoot. I shoot handheld, or like I'll, I'll, I'll just like wow, because because it, it has that the thing is it's like oh the four I'm gonna let's work yeah. on my composition and like let's fine tune it and oh maybe a bit to the left a bit. What's the depth of field? Like what's where's the light? It's like I mean, and it becomes this kind of in the, like circle jerk in your head of like oh what a, what have other photographers done in the past? I'm like oh the Oh, I thought, let's look at my with my loop again at the ground glass and it's like oh like you know it's just like oh no no I can't I can't like it's just like it's it it like I'd rather be composing like something very pressy on like a little 35 mil or something or on my phone or something you know and take time to do that but it's like if the, the format dictates that sort of slow approach I'm gonna be very mindful about it I'm just gonna be like no 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 this is what the device wants me to do, and I'm not going to play with ball with it. You know. So, so I've actually had this conversation too uh, with some right. people on the this convert this idea of uh, a camera being a uh, a window to um, uh, a perspective or a mirror for oneself. Which yeah. one would it be for you? Would it be like a window to reality? Another perspective, yourself, like. Uh, yeah, so some people think of it as a uh, a way of kind of transporting to a new uh, uh, a per- particular perspective because a camera is a, a once again is a box. It's a lens pointing at something, and you're you're framing something up. and And uh, some people use that to present a certain perspective. Maybe it's an outside view. Uh, maybe it is uh, from coming from their own personal point of view. Um, or they're just trying to take a step back and show people what they are or, or some people, they see it as a way of reflecting on oneself, you know, kind of seeing it Mm -hmm. as a mirror. Um, like you're, you're pointing it out and you're taking images. And when you take it into the dark room and see them all hanging there, um, you, you almost see a, a snapshot of yourself. Like you're looking in the mirror. And so I'm kind of curious, you know, you're like, ah, it's less about the gear, yeah. Then what? What is it for you? Is it like a window, or is it a mirror for you? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a that's a good question. I mean, it's um, like no, I think it's it's both. Obviously, like it's. Um, I'm just like always really aware of like sort of my own bias, and like you know, it's just like oh, um, so I'm I'm always trying to depersonalize my my work. As much as I can, which is impossible, you know. But I'm always yeah, trying to hard. like when I see what I see, like that I'm creating like this kind of. When I'm trying to see that I'm creating like an aesthetic, or like when I see that I'm getting too comfortable with something, or like then I was like, no, nah, I'm not. Like I'm trying something else. Like this is this finishes for me. Like it's I'm like iconoclastic in a way. You know, if I if I feel like mm-hmm. this is becoming this is becoming too comfortable for me. I need to switch it up. I need to. I need to change it. When I was painting, I was I literally like set paintings on fire, like in my studio. Like I just, I just like 
it's it's so easy to become and especially if you're thinking like commercially yeah, like getting recognition like it's so easy to say oh develop this kind of one one certain concept and like i'm shooting to the brief and people see oh this dude or this person makes this kind of work let's make more of that work and like oh this that's the person who does this work like oh this is about that and let's just keep doing that you know indefinitely forever you know and that is that's how lots of people operate and that very successfully but for me uh, i just this that doesn't really work for me like i just i try to sort of not get too comfortable with stuff that i do and like if i yeah just try to destroy my own kind of or just see the the idiocy and and when things become a bit too i don't know if you develop i mean and i mean but obviously if people will look at my works as they art it's definitely like an aesthetic or like a like a style or something you know but it's just i try to i try really hard to to destroy um those things and try to like really try really hard to to um to embark on new territory and that that is both in uh looking through that window as in looking at the mirror i try to um i mean we're all sort of in this together like it's we all like are different expressions of the same kind of human thing you know so you can be like hyper egocentric and like uh, looking at your what's in your head and i've done that for many years as well but it's just like it's for me photography is like a way that i like navigate both what's in my head and both what's through the window but i want to sort of push that envelope quite a bit like say like well how what's can we do with it and like i mean one thing that i that i can't sort of shake is like the use of like flash uh, like a like strobes i'm just like that's like an addiction that i have because it's uh um, because it disrupts what's there and it gives me like this i was called like lightning in a can like i just like i could put light in a place where there's no light but then to me that's like a forensic kind of thing like i can just like document this and it's sort of to me it like depersonalizes things like it's like because i shoot the flash sort of to me is like this kind of um it rem- feel like it removes something of myself or something of like with the beauty of the natural light it just like sort of destroys that which i really like that it sort of disrupts that and that it's just like like i said like i always have loved to use the word the adjective forensic in that kind of context it's like what is here let's just show everything let's not fuck around with like depth of field and like ooh, look at this subtle flower is slightly in focus and i was like how this let's show everything that's there yeah there's a harshness sometimes uh about a flash yeah especially when you're in dark places and yeah creates this really high contrast and i like the word forensic because it does have a forensic feel to it like you're right you're uh you're almost photographing a, a crime scene or something you know right. it's so it's like uh an investigation per se right. i i think that's interesting um uh, we're gonna get into your work a, a little bit later which uh I'm, right. I'm looking forward to it um but uh i'm kind of curious uh, i want to kind of go back just a little bit mm-hmm. and uh, i'm kind of curious you know a lot of people start out you know just kind of documenting and taking photos and and stuff like that as far as for a blog or for their family or whatever when did it switch for you that you were doing something else 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just like I think it was like my sort of learning of like sort of get it, the understanding of photography was just um, went like hand in hand with sort of like uh, becoming a bit obsessive with it. Like just like because I had no one like sort of teach me what is aperture, what is this, and like when I sort of started learning those things, and I was like started. I always I seem to start at night when like been same with like when I was painting like going out with my easel at night and like sort of revealing light that's sort of barely there and with a camera you can do that with like low exposures and that was like really exciting like just like oh, I went just walked around suburbs with my with my um, with my tripod and just like ooh what kind of lights are going to come out you know it's just like and that uh, became just quite a quite a compulsive thing to do like it's just and and then you just like take everything into account that like sort of I learned in painting and like and um it all sort of like merges into one thing and then like I just I'm just like quite sort of fanatical and like quite idealistic about art in general that I just I don't wanna like it's I don't wanna do this half ass job but like I'm just gonna take a few photos on the weekend or like trying to make something that looks nice or like what can I like can I do with this? What can I convey with this? What what I just try to create things that that I want to sort of see that are cool that I want to see in the world. That's what I try to do, and then and I've just been trying to sort of do that very consistently. But it's like this very gradual kind of thing, and I think like a big sort of yeah, a big sort of shift I suppose came came with like printing like. In the dark room when I was printing color, actually before I was printing black and white. Um also like scanning like negatives for so long and I still scan and like it just lots of people that their work in analog just like digital just work with like digital files, you know. Um so it's like again it already contradicts what I'm saying about like the camera, the material, the materiality versus versus what is what you try to do, but it's um but yeah, I mean, when you start printing, it becomes quite addictive. Like you see, and you're like, "Oh, what can I do with the surface of this, of this, and the, and the emulsion?" And like, and um, yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here. There's all these like boxes of like prints, like sitting here. Like, why, why do I bother making all these prints? What's gonna happen when I die? My children is gonna burn these or something? Or like, it just, it just, yeah, I don't know. It just, yeah, it just do this like i just i don't know this is just how i operate it's, well um, well if they don't want them send them my way i will uh, <laughs> well, i will take them and i'm sure some people in this audience are like you know, like no um i think that's uh you know i think that's interesting what you're saying there um it's um you you kind of uh, become obsessed with it it's just something that you do mm-hmm. uh and i i hear that mm-hmm. a lot um, for people, I ask people, I was like, Hey, when did that, that switch in your head that I'm, that I'm not just a photographer, I'm an artist. I'm trying to deliver concepts. Was there a project yeah. that stands out to you that you go, ah, I can build on this. And you just kept going from there or, or was it just, you just started to put things together and make books or how did that, how did that happen for you? Did you, uh, and part of this question is, is, did you go to class? Uh, did you take classes for this or go to school or are you all self-taught? Which I think both is amazing, but (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. There's not so like I mean, like to me, it's it, it, lots of like my sort of heroes and like my references still like in, in in painting rather than photography. So it's like I I had this sort of um, this so because I was like painting when I was studying painting, I was like painting like I was literally going out of my easel and painting like streetscapes or like or like a way breaking into like abandoned factories and like painting like these like uh, ruins of like industrial age and stuff and that was what i was doing and painting and um and at a certain point in time i sort of felt like i ran out of places i could like walk to with my easel <laughs> my canvas and my old things and then i was like what am i gonna do now am i gonna either am i gonna go take photos of things and paint the photos or am i gonna um sort of try to create things out of my own head and then i had this teacher who was like sort of quite um influential at that point who was actually like painting just like he was like he was quite um he had a lot of issues and he was like sort of trying to externalize them through his painting like these kind of naive kind of grotesque like torture scenes and like sort of christian references and stuff and i was like I thought it was really interesting. I was someone who was like trying to like depict what was in his head just through images. So I started like looking very into my sort of my subconscious and dreams and stuff. And I um and I sort of developed a few things and I, I sort of ended up on this kind of um concept of like the 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 archetypal sort of shape of the house as like for that to represent like sort of how that is what we sort of are like i mean the the, the the your upbringing your paradigm that was all sort of encapsulated in that conceptually for me and um i kept repeating that like i just stopped i'm repeating of a house and like a skeleton of a house and i was like and i got a bit of recognition there at some point like people were like oh that's this is the dude that paints the houses and like that's that's what it's about and and i got too comfortable with that and i was like holy shit i'm so sick of this this is like what I do. And it's like, it's, I can't paint anything but a fucking house. So at that point, I said, like, because <laughs> I like, I want to do something out of part of this. People are just, it's a school. I believe in this. And um, I just stopped doing that. And, and I said, from that moment onwards, like everything that I do from, from this point onwards, I want it to be, to be its own thing. Like conceptually, that it doesn't need like a series or like a whole like an artist statement or like I just want this image to work in its own like kind of world in its own kind of um like universe really and I think that's something I really sort of adhere to to some extent it's like when I make something I don't want it to be part of this is like a project or this is like I mean this despite having made these books like you know I just like try to approach each image as like this is this is its own little thing and this is going to work with its own little principles and it should be able to be taken out of context and placed in a gallery or placed in a, in a book or whatever and that I would just want that to work and I don't want it to be like oh this is like part of this kind of narrative or whatever so that's something I really still strongly believe in like so is there's no like particular kind of series that was like propelled me to this or something I was like I just want to make stuff that works that's a long answer to yeah no, it's so me, it's uh, it, it's different. It's different. And I haven't heard that before. Not, that like uh, a lot of people, especially photographers, we think in series. Yeah. We think in right. in a series of images. And so to think mm -hmm. about just one image, uh, it's very painterly approach. You know, 
Yeah. And so it's, because, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it can't, I mean, it's, it's obviously things are going to coagulate, you know, things are going to stick together, like inevitably, because I mean, it's true person that makes it that has similar experiences, but it's like, but I find that like, I always struggle with series. Like it's, it's like, do, is it like, this is shot in one location? That's a series. Is it shot in a certain time period? Is that a series? Is it all the portraits I've taken? Is it all at a certain time of day? You know, like, it's like, oh, do I go somewhere specifically to shoot the series? Like, it's, um, I always find that it becomes, I mean, that's maybe the, like an intrinsically photographic thing, but I'm just like really aware of that. Like, that is like, because to me, that sort of implies that there's going to be good images and bad images. There's going to be some images that are just like, oh, we need to include these ones because they're part of the series, but they're actually not so good. But we need them for the series, you know? Like, I like. I just want to make. Yeah. Only, I only want to use the, the stuff that I that I think is good. I don't want to like. Oh, these are the weaker, the weaker brothers that we like bring into the mix to make the series work. I don't know. Yeah, it's, you know. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. Uh, I've I've, you know, I'm, I'm I've been on this journey now for a little bit, and so I, I yeah. hear different ways of thinking about it, yeah. and. Yeah. And some people equate them to notes. Sometimes you have quiet notes. Right. Sometimes you have loud notes. Sometimes you have right. very powerful. Then you have something very subdued. And yeah. and they're trying to take you on a visual journey through their books. Yeah. But what like when you when you put together your images, when, are you thinking right. about them that way, or are you trying to kind of deliver one feeling throughout the entire book? You have a brand new book that just oh. came out, so I'm kind of yeah. curious what your approach. Yeah. Um, no, I, I work with I work with publishers, I work with editors. Like I see I, okay. I believe I believe in, in in curation. Like I we live in this kind of age where like the photographer needs to be able to like self promote, make their own books, need to bind their own books, need to be able to sequence, need to be able to write artist statements. It's like what is this? Like no, they're like it's like they're people. No, they're uh, no. I mean, it's like is this? No, I, I, I can't focus on all these things and do all these things like to like a high degree. Like I mean, it's I've been lucky to work with publishers and editors that say, oh, they know. Oh, you can use this kind of paper. Or you can use this kind of binding. Or let's do this. Fuck, let's go. I mean, like I don't. You know, that's I. I, got, I pick my battles. I make images and I can think about them. But it's like. I'm happily handing them over to someone else. It's like you, you have a look at this. What do you think about this? It's like because I'm you're so I'm so close to their work. It's just like if I'm if I go and make series, it's going to be like ah oh, yes, and this was taken all in the same location. Let's put this one next to that one because it's like oh, it's a visual alliteration. Fuck. <laughs> like, no, I've I've done that. I've done that. I mean, I've, I've done that. You know, it's like oh, it's uh, sequencing my own images. It's like yeah. Oh no! Then this this reflects back onto an image two pages before, and it's like, fuck. I mean, it's not it's not about that for me. Like, I I love the medium of photo books. I really love it. But I'm not like a I'm not like photo book aficionado. I'm not like a collector of photo books. I think it's a great medium, but I really value the collaboration with with um, with editors and publishers because I like curation. It's like you're building an exhibition and like a like a like a museum that has like people working in curation, people working in 
all those fields and it's like here you go here's my shit can you do some what what would you do with it and they throw ideas at you it's like beautiful let's go like and and if something is really jarring for me i'll be like no let's not do this you know but if i collaborate with people i feel like i need to i owe to those people to say like to be able to for them to be able to spread their wings a bit like say okay this is not what i would do but like let's go i mean it's still my image like if it's like if it's on this page or that page i'm gonna be an asshole about it i mean you know what i mean but i i, I think it's yeah. that to me is really refreshing that's why these the two last books i made are are very different like they're two different photographers in a way you know and like and some of i had lots of discussion with other photographers like how could you how could you give your work to someone and they sequences like, what is what is this what is this bullshit if i and i'm completely fine with it i'm completely fine with it. i'm curious about um, that i'm kind of curious because yeah. that that's not every artist or photographer and i mm. i don't i can't think of the word right now but the only way i could say is you mm. have a very you're very um you you are um i i don't like the word artistic either but you definitely mm. are a maker um, uh, but you're also kind of detached from it. And can you talk about that? Where does that come from? You're not so, it's not, because some people look at this as like some kind of sacred process and comes from I the deepest part of my soul. But to you, it's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like it comes from that. It's it just seems like you're, no, what I mean, it's, it's all, everything is already from the deepest part of my soul. Whenever I press the yeah. button, whenever I made it, it's all my soul, my soul, my soul. Me, me, me. My, my, everything's put it today. There's a, an edit or a sequel or a book need to be done. another layer of me like, oh no, this is what the artist, where he wanted it and this and the binding. Like, fuck. Like, no, I mean, I just like, you need to break that, let that breathe, you know, like you need to start with that. You need to destroy that dynamic. For me, that's what, that's what I feel. Like, I just like, I can't, like, it just like, it becomes like, like suffocatingly me you know it's just like i need that i need some another perspective on that like it's like just because i mean i'm always working on something else like i'm my i'm already like 10 steps in the future working on something i'm not even that interested anymore and this sort of all i mean you know i mean i'll, I'll contradict myself like and say that's not true but it's just like um i think it, it it's important to have like other voices in there because like especially if like a very personal work to to um i mean there's lots of i i think you talk about you said in the introduction about so visual literacy or something like there's lots of people that are visually literate you know and like if you're very close to your work you sometimes you don't see things anymore it's just like oh no this image but someone else like oh actually have a, have a look at this and in this kind of context and 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 this and that and i think that's very important that that's what i sort of look like and i mean I look at, I mean, it's, um, yeah, I find it very interesting. I mean, it's not said that I will never produce something, uh, like book wise without any other voices in there, like, you know, but at this point in my career and in my life, I was like, I really value having the external input in there, you know, because it's always going to be my work, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, well, you are, a, uh, it's, I'm, I'm kind of curious because a lot of us, you know, photographers, um, you are a family man. And so now it's, you're yeah. doing everything as a unit and you're kind of having to rely on, uh, people to do things and pick up stuff like that. Do you feel like that's where it kind of comes from? You, 
you've kind of moved from being. Do you make it sound like it's like a laziness? No, not at all. Not at all. It's well. I think, in my opinion, I think I think the the idea of the solo genius is is dead. It's I I don't think it's. And people might challenge me in the comments on this, but I don't believe that there is a solo genius anymore. I think we're a product of our environment. We're a product of our influences. We're a product of the people that are around us. And uh, the the next great works of art are going to be collaborations. They're going to be these big things where groups of people come together. And I think I think you are are there. You're already kind of there. And I don't want to say it's lazy because it's not. It's it, you're, you talked about something right. earlier that you said, um, yeah, we're, we're all kind of a part of this human experience, you know what I mean? And so right. um, more of those voices kind of just makes it more powerful and right. you, you do yeah. that in your book. And so that's right. kind of where I'm coming from in it. It's, it's right. like, um, it, it's, I'm wondering how you got there um, because I, I've gotten there. You know, because I work right. in video and film production too, you yeah. know, because you need five people at least, you know? And so- uh, you're always relying on somebody else's skills and yep. their expertises uh, to make something. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's just a different way of looking at it. And as a photographer, sure. it's really easy to be the solo genius. Sure. And I'm curious how you got there. Um, I mean, I'm just so just being aware of like ego. I think it's just like, yeah. I think it's like psychedelics. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just, <laughs> like, you know, it just like, it's, we are so like attuned to like thinking that we're also individually special. Like, I realized that like, like when I was like very young, like it just like everything in society is like new to words. Like, oh, no, Patrick, you are very different. You lived in Texas and then you lived in France and like you were so vastly different from like some dude in australia who like you know it's oh just a completely different life you know it's like bullshit yeah it's like we're like just like literally like this the common denominators are like to the roof you know like look at other species yeah compare yourself to other species but it's like the human experience we all experience the same things there's like little subtle differences but when we all were born we all like lose our parents, love, like heartbreak, depression, mental illness. It's like, fuck, I mean, what makes my life so different from anyone else's, really? And is that, do I need to highlight the difference? Is that what my work has to be about? Or do I need to manifest like my own initiative? Is that what it's, what I should be highlighting? Oh, look at this. Oh, he's not, he's, he's very, very different artist. Yeah, he, you know, fuck. Yeah, it's we bother. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just like we, yeah, it's it seems that's such a rudimentary thing for me. Like it's, you know, just being aware of that. Uh, you go right to the ego. Uh, there is this like awareness. Uh, I think no. it's interesting. Mm. Uh, uh, your subject matter is is really it's it's. I think it's really interesting yeah. and it's dynamic yeah. and. Um, and I'm kind of curious in my research, um, that you said you were kind of obsessed with magic rocks. And so mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious what, why you were obsessed with the magic rocks. Cause the, it, from what I saw in the series, it was fossils. And I grew yeah, up fossils. in uh, Texas 
Yeah, I grew up in Texas, and we have this uh, this uh, query in St. Glen Rose, Texas, and it's basically right. you're walking I'm... amongst fossils all the time. Right. And so we always just looked at them as rocks. And But right. you, you went to magic rocks. Uh, what, what is so magical about that? Why? I'm not, Wait, what is it about? I just had, <laughs> I just had like... Um, at some point, like my father-in-law who lives there down the coast, he like showed me this um this this um ocean like on a shelf basically, um which is just like completely saturated with um fossils from if I'm not mistaken, from like Devonian era, which is like two hundred million years ago. And like and um I mean I was always aware that fossils exist as a thing, but I was like I had this kind of epiphany like sort of seeing like literally i've got i'm sitting here actually like it just like see like there's this kind of shell this shell sitting inside yeah inside this rock and i was like encountered all these like it looks a bit weird but but i mean like there are about heaps of them around but it's just like it was like insane that i could like like i actually went to town on with like a little hammer and i was like breaking up these rocks was but disrespectful actually like in a context of like um, First Nation culture and like, but I was went a bit, went a bit berserk, like unearthing all these like fossils out of rocks, and I was like, holy shit! Like, I mean, I'm holding something in my hand that is like two hundred million years old, and like, my I'm I'm never gonna like that's just the deep time kind of thing. Like, really hit me. It was like, holy shit! Like, humanity, everything. It's just like I mean, just like the whole thing with like space and the vastness of space but i mean um yeah it was very sort of incredible like all like because i mean if you think about it every there every every bit of dirt outside they're all micro fossils you know i mean we're made of stardust you know all this kind of bullshit but it's like it's it's yeah i just that really was a, a strange kind of thing like for me to sort of and of course like those to to think about the actual species that are like in those fossils it was like they they weren't like conscious like things you know but somehow they are preserved you know and then i was like thinking like what would it take for me to become a fossil you know like how come i how can i fossilize myself so it was like this, this kind of that was sort of what instigated my um wanting to like dig that hole in my backyard and like sort of flying in it and thinking about that um but like yeah, I don't know. I mean, and then I was like, when I was sort of photographing this fossil, there was like, I was trying, like, I was trying, it's like I was giving visibility to, um, to these species that are like since long extinct. And I was like, I was like giving them a voice. And then I started like making these like little constructions of like little still lives where I was piling these fossils on top of each other. And I was like, I was like, I was like rearranging like time itself almost like this kind of godly kind of thing almost like it was really strange i mean but i mean it's very much sort of like within my own head i'm sort of doing this and i just like i i um yeah because i have these like little obsessions and i like I'll, I'll investigate this and i'll like sort of have this kind of approach scientific approach to it i'll try to get like very accurate reproduction of these things i want to draw these fossils and i'm actually like planning on like now making like etchings of them trying to even draw them in more detail um, but yeah, that's the best sort of time. Like they gave me like a really realization of like how short in comparison, like human life is and how long humans have walked the surface of this planet, you know, it's just like, it's nothing. 
Like, people, but but also it's strange because we always say like, oh, life is so short, life is so short, all that kind of shit. I mean, but we'll never experience anything longer than than our lives, you know. So it's like complete bullshit. I mean, but it's like, but there's this like time that goes back like that, like millions of years, like inconceivable. And something there is something palpable in that, holding that like a rock like that. I just find that incredible. Um, yeah. So, so the magic is uh, to you is this uh, reaching across time cool. uh, right. to share its presence. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's interesting. It's connected to your last answer. It's like you have this yes. um, this way of thinking right. about you, this energy about you that actually um, kind of realizes, um, um, uh, like you're just one small piece of the larger p- puzzle. Right. You know, you're you have right. this selflessness this awareness of of kind of like your blip in time and space and uh and in that you're just you're having fun and you're enjoying yourself and and being in the moment and thinking about things and asking questions and um it's um you can see it in the work you can definitely see it i mean it's all so uh, this is a great opportunity to decide go ahead no, it's, it's the same thing with the, I mean, I suppose you were just, um, it's anyway that you look at the, some of the work, but it's like, it's similar to, I mean, both the fossils and um, the ravens, which I was going to mention, are like quite heavily um, represented in the book I published with Floyd uh, last year, like that is not here. Um, but it's like about sort of giving some visibility to those other species. Like for me, like the ravens is like a huge thing. Like it's just like, um, or birds in general is like these societies living around us, you know, like it's just like, but we're so like focused on this kind of human thing, you know, it's just like, but there's all these like societies that are completely there, you know, they just don't have iPhones, you know, but they're not less followed because of that. <laughs> like, and we are, um, we are supreme because we have an iPhone. I'm just kidding. That's, uh, we have this. <laughs> Steve talks about all the time. Uh, he talks about this uh, this problem of supremacy. You know, we we think yeah. we are the supreme species, or we. Well, that's the thing. Uh, that's that's cr- a very crucial thing. That's a very crucial thing. Yeah, yeah. but uh, and and he uh, he thinks that's the part of um, the uh, the issues that we have in the world today is this false Absolutely. sense of supremacy, yeah. um, like yeah. we've conquered nature and uh, yeah. or we've conquered. Uh, what it means to be human, but but, but mm-hmm. realistically, we haven't. So, I, yeah. what do you think about that? Do you think that's? Oh no, it's an absolutely. interesting conversation. Yeah, uh, uh, like, yeah, no, it's, it's it's that's 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 that is complete the poison that will destroy humanity, the world. It's just like that's the feeling of human superiority. It's like, um, yeah. It's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but it's, it, I mean, because well, it's like it's it's just a destructive thing. It's just like it's um, we feel like we're entitled to everything and to destroy everything and take resources of everything for what? Really? It just uh, yeah. I mean, it's like honestly, it's sad. like if you you can go down that path and you just like talk. It's like it's like uh, two guys. Talking at a pub, but like sort of, <laughs> I'll show you like twenty beers. So like the essence, you know, like the essence of things is like, I, you know, like and and to me, it's like a super crucial thing. Like it's just like when you start talking about the core of meaningfulness about anything, you're talking in cliches, you know, and and but sure. that is where 
But that that's why I was like, I think the French word for negative is cliche, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like, think of, I always think about that. It's like, you know, cliche. It's the truth, you know. That is what is in the negative. But that's where you get to, you know, if you, if you like go pare this down, it's like, oh, yes, life is about this. That's like, yeah, fucking, that's it. Yeah, cliches, cliches. And we all know that, you know, we all know these things, but we, we just more comfortable ignoring the truths that we yeah. all know instinctively. Well, this gives us a great opportunity to move right into your work. And uh, so we can kind of take a look at some of the, uh, some of your visual language and, and uh, take good. a look at uh, some of those projects. And then I definitely want to take a look at your latest book. So let's, let's sure. do that. So I'll just, I've just got the PDF open now of, um, of the book I published last year with Void, uh, which is called uh, Death is Not Here. And sort of on the, oh, no, like I said, I can sort of like talk you through each of the picture of each of the pages, but like, on the on the cover, you actually see is a beautiful design by uh, Joao uh, Liner of Void, who's a very talented designer. Um, but they're all like sort of little drawings. Actually, I made of um, my fossil collection. Um, and so the book is basically um, lots of work I sort of made during sort of like COVID. So in a way, it's like a COVID uh, COVID pandemic kind of book. But um, it's features like thematically it's like it goes through a lot of different things i think that's what sort of was quite interesting for people who sort of got the book like that it's like it's it's quite a big scope of what's happening in there but you sort of alluded to a few things like fossils the ravens um pictures of my son so it's it's quite a strange kind of book and like with a lot of sort of things going on in it so it's like seeing my son playing with a friend in the garden in the mud um anyway i can sort of talk through a few things but i mean basically i um something that features quite heavily is the 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 ravens um like my my wife is a like a quite avid um bird watcher and um sort of by proxy i i'm also like a bird watcher and i started shooting like birds uh like a fair few years ago uh with this kind of strange uh telescopic um, mirror lens and I um, started becoming really obsessed with uh, with, ra- with these ravens in particular um, and look I said it's, it's a very there's, the sequence is quite crazy I mean it's like like I said before like I mean I, I, I pretty much like handed over all these images to like uh, the Void team Visto, and then sort of sequenced it in this kind of weird palindromic way um, but like yeah. So I'm just going to be like bouncing around a bit, like if I try to like look through these images, but like, so you mentioned that before about like digging, um, I mean, before we were recording, like about sort of your uh, childhood, so like digging holes and like, I had like a similar experience, but then this is um, something that occurred like um, in my backyard sort of during one of the lockdowns and my son now um, was like just wanted to play like Minecraft in in, in, in real life in the backyard. And I was like, okay, let's let's go, let's get a shovel <laughs> and let's start digging, you know. Um, and then uh, yeah, we create this like huge hole, and you can sort of see in the center, you can see like this dimple that is dark dimple, which was actually the grave of one of my chickens that was buried um, a few years ago. So it's actually quite decomposed, but um, 
Yeah, and then like I was like, oh, let's let's pour some petrol on the edge and let's light it on fire. It's just just for the photo, like it's just um it became this quite interesting thing. But then I was like thinking as well, like I mean of like how fossils were formed, like what just seeing the like the layering and like the the soil was like really interesting. And sort of it all sort of it's all I mean, obviously like like most of us, we we have like um, like struggles with mental health and like having like dark thoughts and stuff and and like the book sort of has that quite dark sort of undertone about things and like um, the title like death is not here is like it's it's from Epicurus like describing like I mean um, that we we never actually experience death you know like we when we die we don't ex- we we're gone you know so it's like you can you can think about like how our mortality and like sort of be scared of like dying but we'll never experience death as a thing as like kind of like a redeeming thing almost like sort of a positive thing is like you know you can agonize about it but it's just, you will never experience the, the 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 thing you might feel agony as you're sort of going away but it's just like as long as you're living, you're alive. I mean, it sounds quite basic, but it's just like, in a way, that sort of was thematically what sort of, because I mean, it's the only sort of text that's in the book, really, you know, it's that title. Um, so like everything was like, there was just like a sheet that's high, hanging on my um, washing line that I like the shape of it. And people looking at the book, seeing this, sort of like this kind of funeral kind of curtains or something, you know, and. So they're always like it's it's sort of hyper local everything that I shot. Uh, so it's all pretty much all shot around the house. Uh, so it's like my daughter was born sort of during the last sort of lockdown, and then so it's all like hyper local um, works. And then here, sort of the fossil starts. So that is what I was describing earlier, making those like little still lives um, with these fossils and like photographing them it becomes like quite sculptural and quite sort of compositional. Um, and I was actually shooting lots of it with the same lens as I shoot the birds with, so which is kind of strange. But like these one it's still in like large format. This is actually like an iPhone photo of a negative. There's like it's some of that there's some even like some digital photos in it. Like lots of the work is actually like scans of prints as well. These are just like darkroom prints that are scanned. And there's so much dust on it, see like like scratches and all the crap. Um But this was quite interesting actually. Um scene that's like the only actual sequence that's in it um that's like a run so that was like one morning i dropped my son off to school and then there were all these like ravens in the on the oval and they were like seemingly like attacking these birds that were like lying down and i was just like there with my camera because i always have a camera on me and i was like documenting the scene i was just like this um I didn't know what they were doing. I thought they were trying to kill some of their own. I said, what are they doing? And I sort of spoke to like an ornithologist later on, and he he actually told me that they were like sort of establishing the the packing order. So they were actually like eating like grass seeds, and the young birds were not waiting, were not respecting the um, the hierarchy of the of the flock. So they were like punished. <laughs> so it's like I thought it was like an incredible thing to witness. Yeah. Um, because, like, I mean, during the this kind of period, so like digging a grave, like my son, we talked about death as well, what that means, and I was like, this kind of coming of age story that's like woven through it. But then, 
um, extrapolated to like deep time and sort of cross species kind of, um, yeah, just giving like uh, visibility to that basically, you know, like it's like these ravens like really sort of knew me in that time because I was always there. So they were like not afraid of me. This like, oh, what's this strange dude with this camera again? Um, yeah, there's like lots of sort of experiments. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I do have a question for you. What is the, um, you know, you're, you're featuring ravens and no other birds. Mm. Why, what, what is it about the raven? Hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously this kind of, um, it has, it's a bird, like lots of connotations. Like it's, um, like in Western culture, like it's like, it has this quite sort of dark, um, like, reference i think like partly because like ravens used to like travel with the the front and then wars they would like sort of follow the the battlefield and like just um eat cadavers you know so it's like quite sort of negative kind of connotation to it like a dark like a dark omen you know so like initially when i started photographing them i also like felt that like sort of oh it's, it's ominous birds i'm really trying to say but like as i was sort of shooting these birds like it became I didn't feel that because I could see sort of their society and I could see like the young ones and like, and I felt much more like over tenderness. So it's like completely like changed that, that, um, that sort of preconceptualized idea of like the bringers of like bad tidings, like it just completely destroyed that for me. So it became just these like this, this little community that I was interacting with and I'm not one for like to to adhere to like conventions or like sort of um, or just to just go with the westernized kind of uh, idea of these birds signify that you know for me that it's it, it it was about my relationship with these birds and like I was just like very interested in what they were doing but it's not like the birds mean this and that you know it's just like it's just it was a relationship that evolved during that time. And I'm still like sort of, there's still like these sentinels that I, cause I, I ride my bike when I ride to work. I'll, these, these birds watch over me. Or they're there. Like, and I'm so like, I, I smile when I sort of see them when I'm, even when I'm driving a car or like there is the same, the same murder of ravens that are so like always in that same spot. And they're just like, there. they're just like looking out for me or like, or they're just doing whatever they, maybe they're just eating like from a dumpster or something, you know, but it just like brings me joy that I've like, that I'm really aware of, of these birds. Um, yeah. <laughs> so like yeah, that, I was just very encountering them, like yeah. flying over. Mm. Yeah. I saw on your website too, that you also have a series of, uh, of these birds as well, but you use the title messenger. And, uh, I was yeah, yeah. curious about that. What, yeah. what does that mean to you? But yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like what that I think that's just like the, yeah, the messenger is like, it's just, what are they, what are they trying to say? Like, I think I wrote all those descriptions on my website, like in a sort of, in, in like one go, I was like, I need to provide some content. So I was like, I don't know how accurate that, um, <laughs> term is. but it's just like, but, um, it came to you though. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, and they do like they, but I, I really like, I think sort of sentinels like were like sort of friends are like, I don't know, they, I feel like they sort of look after me, like, and I'm just like aware of them and that's like sort of what they, and I just, there's something about it. There's just like very intelligent birds. Like it's, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I still feel like quite obsessed with them, to be honest. Like it's um, like I'm actually sitting here. Like I mean, I keep going through the book. I mean, there's lots of like um, see, like it, it's sort of the thematically, it sort of really built up quite beautifully how how it was sort of sequenced. Um, that it sort of ends back where it starts, like um, but it's just like a lot of work in there. So this is actually like the the route I travel to work, and then they they were like eating like a kangaroo that died, you know. Um, so it was just like the circle that sort of come to full completion, almost like sort of death giving life again, you know. And there's something sort of morbid about it, but actually quite beautiful, um, and also like truly Australian. Um, yeah, of course it, yeah. that that hole, um, and um, yeah. I know it kind of started out as a, a real life Minecraft experience, mm. but it became a, right. a strong symbol. You you had a couple of them. Mm. Uh, you shot it a lot, yeah, and yeah. then you also now have this right. square one, which is like right. very ominous, uh, almost like a grave. And so, like, yeah, yeah. what did what did it? What was it meaning for you? What, why was that such a strong visual? cue for you mm. yeah it was more like i don't know i was just as i was sort of digging it i was like oh let's i'm gonna make it into this kind of uh this rectangular kind of a six six foot underground kind of shape because it's like it was i just was fascinated by like how as like a sculptor almost you know like what happens if i dig this out unanimously people say that's a great but it's just like a volume of dirt I've unearthed from my garden, you know? But it's all of a sudden you've got this like hugely um, like loaded thing. Like, and I find that fascinating that I was like, oh, it's, it's a hole. Like, like in my garden, but it's like, oh no. Because I mean, we're like, literally, I was like, in a, we're in a lockdown. I couldn't go anywhere. So I just created this this kind of this kind of dynamic this kind of scene you know i mean my, my wife was like pregnant with a baby so she was about to give birth and i was like they give a grave in the backyard so this was like <laughs> life and death you know like it just uh, like and then photographing my fossils i was all like and then was printing them in like a garden shed so it was all like happening there like this this crazy concoction of like life and death like you know it's like i didn't i didn't really want to make it into like a grave but it's like i was just like fascinated it's like holy shit just by having that shape that's a grave and i can yeah work with that thematically um, and we all notice it we all recognize it um yeah so it's it's, I mean, it's, it's really interesting but i mean it's so essential you know like that to like a death in itself like people like don't like to talk about it or like again you talk about cliches where you talk about that but it's just like that's um yeah it's such an integral part of old locks you know it's nothing to be yeah. like scared of like you we are so like ooh, but it's like that's cool you know we're gonna die yeah i i will comment uh, it it was very well done it was very clean around the edges it, oh, yeah. i was i was impressed i was like oh well nice done uh, nice <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's that's it was like seeing like seeing the 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 grave of my chicken was like I had to talk with my son about like that you know like I mean it's like he yeah. that that's sort of because um, we've we've lost many chickens over the years you know and it's like every time that he's he's like has to mourn it's a grief because they're pets you know it's like it's so it's like it's it's teaching him like uh, like about life and that you know as well like it just 
it's just it's a thing and it is part of this dynamic that we're in you know it's another like thing that sort of binds us across species really um that is so i'm curious to it. Uh, yeah i'm curious uh, uh about this series or whatever do do you do mm-hmm. any research before you do a, a project or is it kind of this intuitive interaction with time space and and chasing kind of yeah. the things you think about yeah i think it's really important to for me to to not do too much research I love that. <laughs> because like i feel like i i'm so uh, it's i find it so easy to get really influenced by something it's like uh, in, in art as well, like I don't even, I look at a lot of uh, art, but I, like I said, I don't collect photo books. I don't like go, oh, let's read up about this artist or like, oh, let's read up about this study because I feel like it's so easy to lose your own voice as an artist. Like I feel, um, yeah, you'll just encounter these overwhelming things. Like, oh, something, someone has this amazing concept of an amazing study that's been done. And, like, read everything about that. And then, like, this is impossible to like, to not be extremely influenced by that and lose your own voice entirely. Uh, to me, like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna contradict what I was saying about like our old same thing, but like I try to sort of keep like what, what I sort of my experience that like I sort of try to safeguard that in a way, like, sort of as this try to keep my don't try to contaminate my voice with too many other artists doing interesting things like you know it's because it's so easy to be influenced by something and like all of a sudden you're making someone else's work you know i mean not to yeah. say I've, I've been influenced by so many things over the years you know but it's like it's it's um but in essence i still feel like i'm doing the same kind of things that i was doing as a, as a child in my drawings like um and i find that very it feels like i'm doing something that is, is consistent and carried through that i would like i'm i'm, I'm sort of working on I see my everything that I make is this huge body of work. Like it's, um, but I don't want I don't want it to be like a consistent thing, like like one thing. Um, I mean, like I've been, yeah. There's an experimentation. There's an exploring of ideas. There's a growth. There's a, it's all present. And uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of curious. Uh, you know, you have these fossils. You have them stacked. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's, I'm not going to call them fossils. You have the magic rocks stacked, Mm. but then you put them like every, every one of your shots is, it seems like throughout there's out in nature or a flash at at night. And then you have the magic rocks stacked also perfectly in on white, you know Mm. what I mean? In the same position. Uh, Mm. it, why, Uh, why why would you take such a, what's what what were you doing? I just had this like little um, when our, we renovated our kitchen, I had these like offcuts of like uh, uh, cupboards, and I was like, yeah. I just made this little like little nook for it, like this. this you like, did, yeah. Three little, bits, three little bits, and I could just like when I have an object, I'll just like throw it in there, and I create this like kind of respective corner that I really like. And so when I put something in it, this is like that's my backdrop. It's like it's like. This like little scene, this little sort of miniature theater, like kind of thing. It's like, like a white canvas, you know, like a canvas. And I can just make stuff from there. So it's always like sitting on something on my table outside there. <laughs> it's just like it's always there. Like it's just like if I find something, I'll just throw it on there and I'll photograph it because it just provides like a neutrality. Like I said, it's like I, I always try to create some kind of 
like an objectivity or like sort of like a forensic kind of viewpoint to sort of try to remove a bit of vandivorce from it. Like you know, this. Um, so I've been I've been actually making these like these skulls now out of ten of this raven that I found, and I'm like I'm, I'm going to probably photograph them on that that um that thing as well. Like this actually like a of, I made this a cast of a bird that I boiled that I that died, and I boiled the 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 flesh of the skull. And then I made this like thing. I've been working on for two months. I made all these these uh these skulls. Like what I don't know why, it's a, but it's it's like another complete detour. But I went like completely obsessive for that. I got a whole box full of them. Like, that's straight like a mess of all like skulls. <laughs> wow. You know, I think uh, there's a. Uh, you know, when I when I look at your work and I listen to you talk, there's um, I, I you know I, I meet different photographers. Some are very deep mm-hmm. research is the main thing that gets them there. You have other people that are heavily influenced on on their culture and <laughs> and what what I notice about you is that you are, uh, you know, you use this word over and over and over again, forensic, mm-hmm. uh, forensic. It's and when I think of forensic, I think of looking for details, exploring your surroundings, exploring your uh, place. And it's almost like you're trying to get a sense of, of yourself in this time and in this place, but, but it's not about yourself. It's about just exploring ideas and thinking. And, uh, it's, it comes through, um, in the work really, really strongly. I loved that book. Um, I loved that cover. I love the design. I I thought it was really, really nice. Do you want to, uh, I'm kind of curious what's the, the next, step of uh where you where you went next with that is this is this that next book that you did mm. yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i published okay. a book actually just a, a month ago with um with another publisher um which is called nucleo i'll show you all i might just like tell you a bit about it before like of course through the images otherwise it's gonna be like this couch weird this disjointed <laughs> um, <laughs> exposed a again but um but but basically, um, so it's Nucleo is like so this kind of uh, story in a way. I mean, it's not a story, but like it's it shows like images of um, of me. Um, desires of me, but like it's just like the the this is the family dynamic of like living here in Canberra where I am with um, my wife and my two young children, and like because my family is and my parents are still in Belgium. My wife's family is quite far away. So we're like living here sort of um, not like completely by ourselves. I mean, but it's just, there's definitely like a sense of like isolation that we're like, we have to just sort of do it by ourselves. We can't search like some family look after kids or something or like my mom to bring me some leftover lasagna or something or like, you know, it's just, it's so, so we're very much sort of like on our own and i've been because i shoot like all the time there's something that i've obviously been like documenting for like all this time and i wanted something i wanted somehow to um to like encapsulate that in and like a volume just purely even for the sake of my my children and my family to to as like a like a legacy kind of thing almost like it's just um like a family album basically you know sure but then Sort of like what we were talking about before, about like the human experience and stuff. Like, I mean, fuck, how many people have families? 
so many people are families and like have children. And like, so it's just this, this universal story. But obviously it's like intrinsically like about, um, how we should live here, but it's just like, it, it, it's, it's, it's about the fact that we do this, like as humans, like as children, and 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 I live together and like an age and like, so it's, that's sort of like what it's, what was sort of the, the catalyst for the idea in a way, but then, and like, I haven't really mentioned sort of like first nations culture because I've always like. Uh, quite aware of like people like virtue signaling like oh the first nations or like you know like it just it just becomes this kind of thing where people like drag that into to their artist statement just to say oh I'm aware of cultural history and like yada yada you know Um, that was a big topic last year uh, this last year yeah Yeah, but I mean it's a amazing topic Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's like, but it's also like, you know, thinking about what's happening now, and I don't need to like politicize it, but it's like, sure. like you know, what's happening now in the Middle East and stuff, you know, it's like, what, what the fucking point of making a book about like, your little family living in this, like one of the safest countries in the world, <laughs> like you going for walks, you know, why? And I've been thinking a lot about that, you know, it's just like, what's, why even bother with that in a way? Like, you know, it's just like, it's, but in a way, I don't know, it's just something I, I haven't even sort of come to full circle, like what, what I'm thinking about it. But it's something where I'm, I'm aware of, like that. Yeah. Just came out. With all the stuff happening, it's like I speak from like an incredible privilege in a way that it's like that I can do that, that I can live here, like sort of without my children getting like killed or me. Like, you know, it's just like this, it's, um, I don't know. I, you know, I I, th- I love I love that you're considering it, but well, there's there's also yeah. a reason why we watch movies, the reason why we read books. Yeah, yeah for sure. The, yeah. You know, we we want to go somewhere else and not think about sure. the insanity yeah. of of our world and our yeah. experience. Yeah. And I think if you can offer that in in some kind of way, um, I think yeah. you're doing a service to the world. We've got a lot to be scared of and be right. mad about these days. Yeah. You know, and so to right. To yeah. kind of imagine a, a better way of doing something, I think it it does something, and uh, I th- uh, I would not I would not uh, reconsider releasing something like that uh, just because we uh, need it right I'm now. Not, you know, I'm not second <laughs> I'm not second guessing, or I mean, I'm just like yeah. knowing that that You're very conscious of it. Old, old, it's a coinciding of time, and like I, yeah, I'm not like dragging it into conversation to like say, oh bloody hell, where is this? It's like. <laughs> This is happening, and I, I realized the incredible privilege. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know, but then, you know, but then, like, sort of about the sort of that um, that First Nation kind of aspect is like, I mean, when I first moved to Australia, I was like, I, I just like, I was like, where are the indigenous people? Where are the Aboriginal? Where are the? I could, I could, they were not there. Like, I could not see them. So I was like, I'm on the other side of the world. Um, where is this culture? Where where is that? And I was just like looking at lots of like um, I did do a bit of research. I was like reading books. I'm like reading, looking at drawings. I'm like trying to like get some understanding of it, you know. And it's like I was really struggling with that. It's been this very slow kind of burn for me to 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 um 
to chip away at it and get some kind of understanding for it. But I've, I've been lucky sort of um, through my work, I actually work in a very small sort of uh, organization where we do, where we sort of um, focus on photography and we do like projects, etc. And, and we have a dark room. It's called Photo Access. I'll, I'll just drop it in there. I've got a little stubby holder for my beer. <laughs> but um but like I've been lucky that I've actually been have had time to work with um with like First Nations people, you know, and like it's and I've had this like only like recently, um it's sort of back in in the beginning of this year or something, I was out on this little hill with an elder and he was like um doing like a welcome to country, like sort of like saying, okay, this is the land of, of, of the Nunawal people who've been here for like thousands of years, et cetera. But then he sort of said, he also like sort of cast away like sort of evil spirits that could be holding on to people, you know? And um, almost like felt like something removed from me anyway, which is, kind of, I don't believe in that because it's like, well, was spirituality, but that aside, he said that like, that like country looks after people like, that are not even First Nations. So it's like that everyone who's like travels passes through here or is here for temporary, like like the land actually cares for you. And I was like, holy shit. Like I didn't realize that. Like why why would they look off some random Belgian dude who left moves here like all these years ago? And I was like, that for me was such a beautiful kind of thing to realize not that that shapes everything that I that is in that book but that was quite a big thing for me and like I mentioned before like that um that when I was painting about that house kind of structure you know and like so when that guy was saying these things we were on top of this hill nearby and all the hills in, in Canberra where I live have this kind of structure on it to um to demarcate like this peaks and the structure of the hill was like this it's actually like the shape of a house. So I was like in the spot having this kind of epiphany. I was like, holy shit, I'm actually in this shape of a house, but there's no walls in it. So it was really strange, this kind of coinciding of like thematically the hard back to stuff that I was like painting like 20 years ago. And it's like, um, that sort of, I'll be long here in a way. There's like this, I still haven't quite worked it out, but it was just like, and now like looking back, the book sort of has like 10 years of my life here, like all this time, I didn't really know, but like the landscape was actually like looking after me and my family. And and I've always been like really drawn to landscapes and paid close attention and sort of been, been cognizant in a way, or like aware at least of, of like the different layers that there are, like in from First Nations point of view, there's like, there's so many layers to like reality that we just don't see as white people. So it's like, and without even me wanting to know exactly what it is, I'm just like, holy shit, this could be, this is a landscape that I sort of see, but actually there's, there, it's, it has depth to it, you know? And that's why, again, my forensic thing is like, I'll just try to create an objective image of this. And then later, maybe I'll be able to go back to that. Like, actually, oh, this and this, I can now understand these things in it. You know, so it's like I'll try to create these kind of depersonalized uh, things for myself, like documents, you know, that I can go back to then. And it's like when I develop a deeper understanding about things. 
But like I said, it's not about like, I'm not just trying to do virtue signaling with like, oh, First Nations, but it's just like this kind of a genuine like interest in like, like there's things there that are like real completely to these people that we are completely clueless of, you know? So I'm just in this kind of yeah. space where I, I, I feel grateful for like getting some kind of awareness about it. But it'll always be like sort of chipping away at something, you know. It just, but it's, um, it just, it's fascinating. But anyway, like that, that sort of like the book is actually like built, and I'll show you in a minute. So like, I might, have, this is probably a good cue to, to, um, to jump into yeah. it. Um, so the book is actually like was, uh, so it's published by Area Books, and was like a, I was working with Polish girl like Laura Ann Kaiser, who, um who had some great sort of inputs and uh, ideas and like the binding. I'll show you the physical, physical copy because it's quite, it's quite hard to explain. But basically the sequence um, goes like chronologically sort of, um, sort of 10 years since my son was born. He's actually turning nine tomorrow. I mean, yeah, so like nine years. So it's like, goes through images like for, from the, all that time. And I used to be shooting, I was shooting color much more back in the day. So it's like, it's, yeah, I mean, there's a lot in it. I mean, it's a lot and a lot. It's like 230 pages, probably like a couple of hundred photos in there. Um, so, yeah, just like quite sort of tender moments and then like sort of juxtaposed with like sort of like the landscape basically that I've encountered in these times. I think it's like a barely used PDF. Some of these books and some of these photos didn't make it to the... But see, like, for example, like, this is, like, one when we had, like, bushfires sort of at the end of 2019. Um, and, like, so you can see, sort of see the sky, for example, in this photo, like, it's quite sort of polluted by clouds. And then this was actually, like, a controlled burn where they actually First Nations people, like, are um, employed by the fire department to, like, help burn, but according to, like, traditional uh, ways of, like, um, land management. Yeah. Um, but obviously, like the fire, I mean, the fire is like a fascination of me that sort of was evident in the other book as well. Um, but that's all like very close by, these kind of things, you know, it's just, but see how the book folds out, like the spread you're looking at now is actually like about a meter in width. So it's like this kind of, I'll show you the actual book in a second. Um, makes sense. But yeah, there's like lots of just like moments with like my, my partner, see, that's my, my wife, Celia, on the same walk. So the book sort of reveals like, different parts of like um of like particular series so it's like it's you see like this image and then like it reveals moments shot in the same um kind of instance but it was like quite confronting for me to uh, for us basically to see this 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 book um in its entirety because it was like sort of 10 years of my life sort of stubbed up I don't know if it makes much sense to be looking at it at this kind of scale, but like, but yeah, I mean, it's it's already like I can sort of drag the the Anthropocene in there, you know. Like, I mean, it's just, we're living in obviously like a climate kind of emergency. So this was like when my mother was visiting from Belgium, and she's watching like um like a, a fire that got out of control like in this industrial estate with my son, and then um and there was like other people like watching that like on a hill. I thought it was aquatic. Like, Incredible, like kind of scene, um, like this kind of this kind of threat, you know. It's like I mean, obviously you said before, like I this, 
this we need like beauty to escape to and this idyllic life and i mean not not even like fam there's not nothing is just like 100% idyllic all the time there's always like, going to be like um yeah ups and downs with anything you know so there's always like moments that are i mean it's not that apparent like this is like this is dark or this is bad but it's obviously like a mix of things you know like for example i mean look if you want to talk about like technical things this was i was shooting color and actually forgot i had a yellow filter on my camera which was a rangefinder so my son is also wearing completely yellow so it's just like and it was also like the sky was completely covered by bushfire smoke so it was just like we just like put that in as i was because that was quite fun um I see, like, here once my chickens in the bath. Um, yeah. So when your family looks through this, uh, what are their reactions to it? Yeah, my my partner was quite sort of yeah, quite emotional about it because I mean, it's just like it just shows you it's like quite confronting. You just like see ten years of your life in like a volume, you know. It just like brings up so many things, like. Um, yeah, I mean, it's quite like I said. It's, it was quite, it was quite important for me to sort of see this into in in one kind of um, publication. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm like no, there's not not a single photo of me in it. But I mean, it, it's obviously about me as well, and to be part of that of kind course. of same dynamic. Um, this is the window and the mirror. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I was. I'm kind of curious too. Is uh, you know, you you were doing a lot of this photography uh, originally for your family and stuff like that. What do they think about your approach, your style? Do they uh, are are they uh? Yeah, I mean, it's just like in in um like levels of uh, embarrassment of how big a camera I hold around, flashing everyone from behind. <laughs> it's just like it's just like oh no, don't take the embarrassing camera out. <laughs> Like the big, the big one. No, like, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I'm walking around with like a strobe and like a large format, I just like walking around suburbs. It's um, You're like uh there's daddy. But yeah, that's, yeah. that's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean like for example, something like this is just so surreal. Like you know, there was this one point in time was this cloud in the sky that looked like this weird like this strange shape, you know, it just like it's yeah, it's all this like surreal kind of um, things that, that that come into play with it and within that dynamic. Um, but uh, still, it's quite early days. It's only sort of been out for like a month. I'm still like sort of getting my head around it. Um, like, and I don't, we haven't had any sort of reviews about like what other people think about it. And it's it's quite a wild kind of book. There's just so much stuff in it. Um, and it's so personal that I just I just don't know what, what, how it will be received. Really. Not that it matters that much, but it's so yeah, like it's just so. I mean, that's why I was really grateful to work with uh, with Aria and uh, with Laura in particular because it's like having it's such personal work. Like I said before, it's like if if I would be doing the sequencing and everything and choosing the binding, it's like what what is this then? I, I could have not made this, you know. Like it's just like so personal but like i said like the, it's not just like image of family is like things that sort of coincided with that with that time like this kind of navigating that i mean because what what's what what having children sort of force you to do is that you like you your radius of, of 
of operation and like photographing becomes so much more small. So you're like looking at this hyper localized kind of environment, which sort of speaks this book sort of tells that story. See, for example, like this actually harks back to the previous book. So this is actually the, uh, that like shelf I was talking about with the, where the fossils are. So, so the ocean is the stair and like the whole foreground you're looking at is completely saturated in fossils. Wow. Um, and like so I was, source of fossils. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like photographing that and like, uh, and my family was like, oh, daddy's taking photos. And they were actually like slowly uh, disappearing out of the frame, which was the thing with stuffing up. Nope. So it's like changes on you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they were like, they like actually walked away from me. <laughs> And I was like sort of shooting that and I was like, I felt like I was actually like disappearing in time in a way, like, like the fossils, like, you know, this became this little blip of like my wife walking away there in the distance. Um, and I was getting by sort of that sort of passing of time and I was just like there, uh, one of the fossils. <laughs> I don't know, it was, it felt really like a significant little, little moment for me. I mean, it's the book is filled with like significant moments but like this sort of narratively like goes back to that um to that place and then like there was also like an encounter at a similar time where like i found this scarecrow that was like dumped on a compost heap um which obviously again sort of tells that that story about like life and death in a way and there's like a magpie sitting on a branch behind it i don't know but these are just like things that are like thrown in my path, you know, it's like not on me. But it's interestingly enough, there's actually images of like in that I shot in Belgium that are also in the book that it's not nowhere it's like um delineated or in any artist statements. But for example, these are like images of this abandoned uh, um farmhouse like near in the street of my parents in Belgium. And that um that that doesn't exist anymore. There was this like this it was like half falling apart and like there was like a wardrobe with like um old jackets hanging in it and I had to like crawl through this cupboard through these old moldy jackets to get in the house. And then I was in this kind of weird sort of parallel universe. But then the book um interesting Interestingly enough, juxtaposes this image with um, this is me like skyping, uh, like FaceTiming my dad who just had like knee surgery, and I'm in some kind of gully in some kind of jungle. <laughs> so he's calling from the street with a with a broken down houses, and he's just like on my phone in this kind of jungle situation down the coast here in Australia. Wow. So it's been like. Like I said, I was really going in a lot of detail, like trying, oh, this is this and this and this. I mean, not that it matters much, but it's full of all these kind of moments. Like, you know, it's so then that's where, again, where we sort of talked about before with that sort of house structure. So that's like the images that are sort of the most recent that are in there. Um, this is quite interesting. So again, you can sort of see the use of flash in there and quite sort of a, a, narrow, a rigid um, composition. No. So you're like, for example, here they were actually like, there was like actually a fire burning. You can sort of see the smoke. 
sort of behind here traveling and then you sort of see it carry through in the next frame because obviously we're heading now into summer now so like bushfire is like a really like a big kind of thing here like with like getting we'll have like 37 degrees celsius tomorrow so like if there's winds if there's fire that's like it's just so part of the ecosystem um yeah so when you when you think about this book uh, what do you hope yep. people see when they when they look at it i don't know you don't know uh, you just like I said, it's like I, I, I make, and in first instance, I like I just make this for myself. Like I just like, like it's for me. It, it gives me a lot of, um, it reduces anxiety for me. Like that is some somewhere that's sort of preserved. You know, I think that's so like curation is like it's someone pays close attention to this and someone this is put together. This is like held together. That is like that's really takes all the boxes for me you know um yeah which is really important that it's like it's just like not just like my instagram account or something or like or like some website or something you know just like it'll, that's what i like about the books without being like obsessed about photo books it's like the works that are lives together like on, on on someone's bookshelf you know something really satisfying about that because i mean if you look at actual book it's quite it's quite interesting i have to I mean, it's hard to sort of convey on a camera, but it's like you're um, you're looking at it like that. You sort of see the all the edges of the pages, so you're looking at it. You can look at it like this, like a normal book, um, but then actually folds out to this huge book. So you, there's actually massive images like that. So it's quite a different way of like. Right? So it's actually like a quite a big kind of um, volume. Um, so it's quite a, it's a very engaging kind of object. You can like look at a series, like at a few images, for example, like, like see, for example, like here you got like two images and you're looking at it like that when it's like normal fold out, but as you go, you open it up completely, you see like more images of the same set, you know? Yeah. Like, and I mean, that's I love something I would right. never, I love that. <laughs> I love it when I, I fold out. But I would have never, I mean, and that's each page, like the whole book is like completely like that. It's just like actually put together with like studs in the back. And I mean, and that's completely down to um, my publisher, like Aria Books. I would have not, because uh, when she came up with that idea, I was like, she tried to explain. I had no idea. What what, what do you mean? Like, no idea. I would have never thought about it. More than a million years. I would have made like a little, like my first book, like I made, like over here is like, just like it's like literally like just like glue it together and it's like here's an image and then it's like there's another image and there's nothing wrong with that you know there's nothing wrong with that but it's like that's what i can do you know but someone else will do something in and maybe i have to make like 10 books in close collaboration with people to then like do my own thing or something completely autonomously but that might never happen so um but would it be better so which one do you prefer like so so photography shows up in many ways you know you have of mm. course we're doing a digital representation now but but you also have the gallery style where you put up a show mm. yeah. um and then you also have the book which one do you prefer or do you yeah i don't know I, I i definitely how things are going now i i, I definitely preferred uh the book you know i mean the time i've i've, I've done a few exhibitions but it's but 
whenever I've done an exhibition, it's like you, you put all your stuff on the wall, you pay like thousands of dollars for your framing, whatever. And then you did like this. Here's my photo. Here's my, this is me. This is my art on the wall. And then like you're in, you're in like Australia or you're somewhere locally. And then like shit comes up the wall. Done. Yeah. Now what? And this book is, it's almost like your fossil. It's a, an imprint. Well, that's, that's exactly you know? right. That, I mean, that's how I sort of, I conceptualized the first book. Like the, the first book, I mean, it was, it's not as, as engaging, but it was actually called Safe. Cause I, I had this dream that I had like, that actually like shipped out like a, like a, like a save, like a tomb in the rocks. And I was like, I had prints in there, like that were getting washed by the sea. And I had this, this dream, like I want to manifest that. I want to have like preserve these things like in and for to look back on like and that's how i sort of see these the books in a way you know um yeah yeah i think that's, that's uh not now you know it's yeah I, it's it, as far as like there is there is a clear difference you know it's um yeah. i think a lot of photographers are becoming bookmakers to us uh to a point because mm-hmm. they can kind of you know tell stories through a book and, you, and it's you, tangible it's it's yeah. uh what i love about photography especially making a thing is that you get to touch it and look at it and get close cool. and sometimes when it's on a wall you kind of lose that uh that personal uh kind of attachment yeah. but also at the exact same time i bet your work does um look great and and space when 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 you do put it in space how do you think through it do you like to do yeah. large prints or are you um, or do you allow kind of a curator to kind of put it together? No, I mean, like I, I haven't really shown much since I've been sort of uh, printing much. Like, but I'm, I'm, I, I just, I love to just print eight by ten inch uh, prints. Like, uh, smash them out, like in a dark room, just like, um, and like, it's, it's, it's. I take a lot of pride in like print, making things that are really well made like you know i'm a printmaker like i just um yeah i've just got this like i know it's like quite sort of big like in 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 japan people like really get still really excited about like darkroom prints and like go like to to exhibitions with like magnifying glasses to look at the details and the prints and i'm sort of playing with the idea of maybe trying to show something um there like it's because there are like there i mean the book is like it's it's technically really well well um, printed, but there's there's still like another level um, like physical prints. I mean, the beauty of the the nuclear book is that actually I'm being very generous. I've actually there's actually like a little darkroom print and a sleeve in each of the books. Oh, um, wow. I'm just doing complete sales pitch now, but it's like it's like see like a little um, print that I smashed out in the darkroom. So I actually made yeah. 500 prints, believe it or not, in the darkroom. Oh, wow, it's like. The wow. rest of the book wouldn't normally cover even what I would usually sell a print for, but um, I mean that's a complete sales talk now. It's Mark. No, no, no. I did see that. I did see that. That it was like uh, seventy euros for the book, and then you get a signed print. Is that the signed right. print? That's a signed print. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a that's a that's, that's anyway. It's no, it's, it's neat. Uh, it, well, it, to me, I think it's interesting, you know what I mean? And so like, uh, I've never seen anybody do that before. So I think this is a great place to kind of, uh, finish up as well. Uh, and so I usually finish it with one, uh, one last question. And a lot of our audience are, are photographers and artists themselves. And I'm kind of curious what, what your advice would be to anybody coming up and making work today. 
Yeah. I think I think the the thing that always comes down to for me is like to to really try to find your own your own voice and like um identify what makes you wanna push a shutter button on a camera. Like what what are you triggered by? Like not like a negative thing, but what 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 is it that you feel the urge to point your camera at and explore those explore that. Well, and and don't like just go walk around with your camera glued to your eye. Like like actually let allow space for for things to come to you and like um, find find out what what it is that is that you're interested in. You know, like not try to like emulate someone or, or, or a style or or a concept. Like they, we all have things that contradictory to what I was saying earlier about how we're all very much the same. There are little subtleties that, that make you slightly different from me, and it's just like it's interesting to explore these things. And it's just like it's it's important to like listen to those those impulses you have, I think, and and, and chip away at it. See what you can see, what it takes you. Like, what is those things grow? It's like shooting. Like, say you're interested in like um, weeds growing between tiles, or like weeds popping up in and 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 big cities or something. Go shoot those weeds and now watch, see how they grow. They're gonna explode, you know. And that's I think is crucial for me to find those things. I think that's uh, great advice, um, and it's um, um, I think it's I think it's a really good thing um, that you said there, which is uh, figure out the reason why you mm-hmm. want to pull the shutter shutter button. I mm-hmm. think that is. Uh, that was really, really good. So, with the final thing is, is how can people find you if they uh, want to yeah, uh, interact with your work? Just my 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 website or Instagram or shoot me an email. Um, okay, my name. Yeah. Okay, your your name dot com. Uh, yeah, that's great. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today. It was a wonderful conversation, and I love your uh, the way you think about photography and the and the way you way you approach the medium it was it was really uh refreshing thanks Patrick I enjoyed it cheers and uh thank you everyone that have joined us and made it this far on our show if you if you like this content please like share and comment down below and as well if you want to support our program we also have a patreon at patreon.com and if you feel uh that you want to contribute to this and keep us going uh join us there and become uh one of our members and and thank you so much for joining us to uh, on The Urbanaut. We'll see you next time.